Hello, and welcome to the Faith and Family Podcast. We don't know how you got here, but we are sure happy you found us. We know you could be in a lot of places because, well, you're a parent. So whether you're dropping one off, waiting in line, or just trying to survive the day, you are in a safe place. We are your hosts, Taylor and Joe Leal, and we work for Family Ministries here at Kensington Church. Yeah, and we love ourselves some good pizza. We are avid euchre players, and we also happen to be the parents of our son, Jax, who is five, and our daughter, Blake, who is three. We enjoy nights out without our kids, (laughs) Uh, babysitters who are willing to take minimum wage, but seriously, um, we both like to talk and someone made the mistake of giving us a mic. Yeah, and our hope is that each episode on this podcast, we will help or inspire you or someone you know. Today, we have our friends Sam and Amber Anderson joining us on our very first podcast, and we're going to jump into a conversation all about what it means to parent together. So here is our conversation with Sam and Amber. All right, we are joined here with Sam and Amber. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Doing Feeling well. Good. We're excited. We're so glad that you guys decided to come and hang out with us. Yeah, it really, it really is a, is a joy to sit down and. Yeah, it'll be fun. We have we have things. a lot of uh, a lot going on in life. So, tell yeah. us about yourself. What do Maybe you guys talk about it? What do you guys do? I mean, obviously, you're here to talk about your family. But before yeah. you talk about your family, uh, let's start with you, Amber. What do you do? How do you how do you pay your bills? All right. So <laughs> I I actually work for a nonprofit um, through the. Um, state, but we're funded a little bit differently through like whatever different funders. And we do developmental screenings for kids. And I specifically train all the schools in Wayne County and daycare centers and pretty much any small organization that works with kids zero to six on how to um, screen kids for developmental delays. Yeah, and if you're listening from outside of the area, Wayne County is the Detroit area, right? Yeah, Metro Detroit. Metro Detroit. So what's your title? You're like a early childhood developmental specialist? That sounds so legit. <laughs> Doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like yeah. lead with that. You yeah. know, like, S- speaking of legit okay. titles, no big deal. Sam, what is your uh, official title? I, you know, I don't even know these days. I work at Kensington Church. Um, that's that's what I do. I'm a catalyst of sorts. <laughs> Wait, but is catalyst really in your? It's, is that really it's your job in my job description currently? Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I'm the. What, we the joke church, about this all the time. Planting catalyst. <laughs> there it is. It's part of my job responsibilities here at Kensington. Well, yeah, man. Awesome. How long have you guys been married? So we're coming up on 15 years in May. In May, 15 years. We have a big trip planned for our 15 years. Where are you guys going? We're going to Utah. We're going to do the five national parks. Kidless, I hope. So it's going to be awesome. We're we're ditching our kids, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, we're going to kick off the trip in Vegas for a night and then go to. You know what they say, what happens there? Usually stays there. Stays there. Can can we jump in on that? Yeah. (laughs) I would like to go. Doesn't that sound awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the place. Yeah, we've been married 15 years. Um we have six kids, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, you know, kids. a lot of kids in, in today by today's standards, for sure. That's a lot of kids in any standard, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot. It's it's pretty much organized chaos most of the time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, or unorganized. Or unorganized chaos. Did you May, guys, maybe just chaos. Did you guys always want to have a large family, or was this something you kind of stumbled into and said, now we have to do this? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I feel like we definitely wanted to have a bigger family. I don't know that six was part of the plan, and we can kind of no. get yeah. into that a yeah. little bit, but... We knew we weren't just going to have... Like two. Two. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was raised... We were both raised with a si- like two siblings each, so we're both in families of three kids, mm-hmm. and we both knew we didn't want that. We didn't want the odd number, you so, know, gotcha. because, you know, someone's always left out at some point. Gotcha. And so we either wanted two or four, 
And it just ended up being six. Yeah. So we just kind of kept going. It's so funny because I used to always say growing up, like, I'm going to have six kids. Or I come from a family of seven. Okay. So I'm like, I will have like six or seven kids. And every, we only have two kids. But yeah. every time we've had a kid, the number went down. We're like, yeah, maybe like four, <laughs> maybe like three. <laughs> now that we have six, so, the number is, I want it to go down. I'm like, how can we exchange how can some we, of these? Yeah, okay. When they turn 18, then, yeah. they, then the number begins to go down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how did you lay? Okay, so you said you got to six in an interesting way. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, we just um, pretty much we were fostering two mm-hmm. of our daughters, and um, before we, you had any children. So no? no, actually, okay. we had the four, and then we started fostering. And our plan the entire time for our foster journey was to um, just support reunification and the children to go back home. And um, we did foster a few kids that went back home, and it was a really beautiful process. But the girls um, that we have currently adopted reunification was not in their path and so it became very evident to us that we were going to be adopting them and so that's how we got six um it wasn't really in the plan well it it was crazy too so we we were adopting we had four biological kids and we were fostering one little girl who was two years old and her mom became pregnant while we were fostering the Mm two-year-old and so the mom um you know had the baby and so the baby came home from the hospital with us but it was what january 2020 mm-hmm. yep and so we kicked off 2020 we with kicked a newborn. off the covid situation we, did too. we have a three yeah. there is she three three now yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay so we kicked off the whole covid thing with yeah. a brand new newborn and trying to um doing like visits with yeah. bio mom yeah. via zoom and zoom. all the goodies yeah. that yeah. go a along newborn with that. on a zoom visit oh with bio for two mom hours. for two hours <laughs> Was two hours just awesome. Yeah, was, yeah, it That's was great. Insane. We, I remember during Yikes. for us in the pandemic, our little guy Jackson was doing speech therapy uh, over speech Zoom. Therapy over yeah. Zoom. And we're like, yeah, this is very hard to <laughs> yes. for me to be excited Same. about. We had we had one of ours in speech therapy over Zoom. Yes, but like, those over are half COVID. hour sessions. Yeah. Like yeah. Two, yeah. Hours? Actually, two hours. I, 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 I opted brutal. out. Brutal. I was like, you know what. Yeah. We can't do we're, it. We're just not going to. We're going to take a pause on speech therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you oh, have four other kids in yeah. virtual learning. And how did your four others like kind of, you know, go down that? Obviously, like you're adding two to the family. Like, yeah. yeah. What were the conversations like with them um, as you kind of made that decision going down that process? Um, so I feel like since the journey changed so much from the beginning, you know, we they were excited and knew that we were going to be fostering. And yeah. to them, that meant lots of kids coming in and out and everyone was kind of prepared and ready, um, open arms. What we knew is that we really wanted our kids to always have this understanding of like helping others and just having open arm mentality. Um, ever since Sam and I have been married, we've inadvertently always had someone living with us, like Like whether a family member or a random kid from youth group or someone like that. And so we just knew it was an intricate part of our marriage and we wanted the kids to feel the same way. Um, And so once it kind of transitioned to more of an adoption minded goal, I think that they all kind of just traveled that path with us. And, and by the time the adoption came, everyone was just, Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's important too, like when we were fostering, that was that was something we had to figure out as well. Like a couple of our foster kids messed up birth order for us. Yeah. And so like they jumped in between like some of our kids. When you say messed up, you mean like like they interrupted it. <laughs> well, they interrupted yeah. it. Wait, hold on. Explain that really quick. Explain how old your kids are bio and adopted. So um our kids are thirteen, eleven, nine, seven, five, three. So every two years from thirteen yeah. down. Okay. But we had these two foster kids at the beginning, um, before we adopted the girls and they came in at 
as right in the middle six-year-olds when we yeah. had a four-year-old as oh, well and okay. so they kind of jumped right in the middle and it it was a struggle. Yeah, it was, um, also, it was, it was our first Well, and it was case. difficult for the kids because then they kind of, like, you know, we had our oldest and our middle kids and then the babies and whatever. Yeah. And so throwing other kids in the mix of that, it just threw off the whole dynamic. And that was something we had to kind of navigate. Yeah. That we didn't expect. It was it was interesting. But then when Morgan, who is our five-year-old now, the older adopted daughter, yeah, um, when she came in, it fell right into birth order. And so it was almost like... Oh, cool. Everybody's got a little sister. Like, it didn't mess up everything. And then when the new one came, oh, look, another little sister. And so I think the The kids were able to grow with us. The interesting part of the journey was that when we started, um, before we even started fostering, when we knew that we were done having kids with Jackson because I couldn't have any more, we knew, like, in our hearts, we just knew we wanted two girls. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it was never really anything that we said. We never set limitations on our, like, foster application we said any sex any you know age whatever yeah we're wide open and we literally ended up with exactly what we had envisioned and it's just such like a a testament to me of like it is god just like holding what we valued and 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 working out like that was huge knowing the desires of our hearts yeah like without even realizing and it's wild because we didn't plan to have our kids two years apart either no. And then these girls fell exactly in the two year awesome. rhythm. Wow. So we have yeah. odd years and even All of years. our kids are exactly 22 months apart. Oh, no gosh. way. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. single it's one just, of them. It's wild. And we didn't plan any of that. And we didn't plan any of them. Yeah. It's Interesting. Wild. That's crazy. Well, hey, well, thanks for sharing a little yeah. bit about your family. And, you know, as we kind of move through um, the next few minutes, you know, we're going to talk about um, just different ways that we integrate faith into our family. And so obviously all four of us here, you know, we call ourselves followers of Jesus. And so we're walking down that path of, you know, raising uh, raising humans that will push us to the limits and to the boundaries. Yes. Uh, but also, and maybe also be kind. And also be kind. Yes. Yes. But also like looking at that idea of parenting through the lens of being a follower um, of Jesus on different, you know, all of us are in different different areas mm-hmm. of our walk with Jesus. And so um, how do you guys integrate faith into your family? Like how do you um, take pieces of, you know, the Jesus you know, story um, integrate into your family on a daily, like on a daily or monthly basis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yearly. yearly. We quarterly. Go to, yeah, quarterly. We go to church on Christmas <laughs> and Easter. Quarterly so. faith meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yearly. Okay. I, I think for us, I think for us with the chaos of our family and everything, I know you hear these like, Especially me working in a church and being like, you know, a professional Christian, if you will. Sam is not a you, professional. You, you, <laughs> hear, you hear like these pastors saying like, oh, well, every night I get all my kids on the stairs and we have these Bible studies and yeah. devotion. That's That hasn't really been our vibe like at all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> integrating faith into our family. I think it's more of like a mindset, a perspective all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to teach our kids to share the values of Christ and instill that in them by just simple things. Like Amber said, being open-handed and allowing people to come into our house. And sometimes that makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes it makes our life less easy, Mm -hmm. but it's helping them in the process. And so we try to teach our kids in that way. We try to teach them, you know, obviously when things go sideways at school or with their friends, obviously we pull in biblical truths and try to coach them in that way. But I think honestly, man, it's like it's it's just doing life with them, and as things arise, I don't think we do we have like a. I mean, we have we we get the older boys like devotionals that they blaze through and they yeah. love and all of that. 
But I mean, it's not like a Bible study vibe for us. It's more of like relational, more. Yeah. And I think we all can kind of fall. I mean, I know I do fall into that trap of like, we should be doing something every night. We should be reading these devotions. We should be studying this together. And, and we go through patches, you know, especially like we talked about over COVID. We did have a few studies that we did, but more on a day-to-day basis for us, it's really just organically integrating everything that we do in with our relationship with Christ and showing our kids that and then inviting them to also operate in that way. And um, for me specifically, like prayer is just a huge part of that because prayer is a huge part of my Mm -hmm. walk with Christ um, because, you know, I have different seasons of life where I struggle things with, with, I struggle with things more than other times. So for instance, over COVID, you know, I had a really big bout with anxiety and different things popping up with that. And so prayer was what I was like grounded to because when you're at rock bottom, that's kind of all you, that's all you have. And so I really feel like I showed through example that when we're in tough times, like prayer is where we lean into. And I think we see that in the kids now because like Sam will be driving crazy or something happened in a truck come over. And then like, we're all like in panic mode and four of my kids start like pleading the blood, like, Oh Jesus, Jesus, help us Lord Jesus. And so, um, and I know it's a funny example, but it's so, it's so telling of what like our automatic we go to in times of it struggle. Is. And, and like when they have stomach aches or when they don't feel well, or they have fevers or if mom's not feeling well, our go-to is, well, let's pray. Let's yeah. pray for them. And our kids let's... are like, mom, pray for me. Oh, pray yeah. for me. Like that's the first yeah. thing that they say when they're, when they're meeting a, a trial or a hard time. And so I just think that that has a lot to do with the way that we just kind of organically live our life day to day. So you're just, you're modeling it yeah. and, Basically, and they're yeah. catching on and mm-hmm. it's really sweet for them to just then initiate it on their own. Yeah. 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 Um, it's so fun to do like just because I mean, we see that. I mean, our, you guys are parenting kind of a three or four steps ahead of us, but even with um, our youngest Blake, like we do that same thing where like, uh, it cracks us up like when she loses her, you know, stuffed animal. And Jesus, help me find my pig ears. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the funniest thing. But like, and then yeah. you have to be like, if she can't find the pig ears, then that. But yeah, that actually whole... that leads me to the next part. The next question that I wanted to ask you guys, and that is such a dumb example of it's not. It's real. So yeah. she can't find her pig ears, and yeah. it's tough. And like things aren't getting answered for her. Yeah. How do you guys navigate like the tough conversations? And maybe it's not about pig ears. Maybe it's about yeah. way deeper things. Your kids are older than ours, but yeah, some what of is them. that? Some of them are. I mean, yeah. Sometimes they are. They are a little deep deeper. And yeah. sometimes they're service. Um, I think. I think for me, when I'm having these conversations at bedtimes with the boys, the older, our two oldest are boys, and they're the ones that are kind of starting to ask the more difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's important to approach all of our kids like where they are, not yeah. trying to answer things necessarily always with the right answer. Yeah. But like the best answer that can help them in that moment, right? Like, uh, I have one of my kids trying to talk to me about, like, eternity, right? Like, heaven and eternity. Do I want to just, like, unload on him and then him (laughs) never sleep again because he's sitting there (laughs) thinking and crying and, you know, terrified? No, I don't want to do that. So I just, you know, sometimes you, I, I, I try to package things in a way that can, like, sort of meet their need in that moment without necessarily... Dumping everything I know. And and maybe maybe they ask a question that you just don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I feel like I've had a lot of conversations with the kids, the boys, the older boys, especially mm-hmm. that they've just asked things that 
I don't know the answer to. And I yeah. think that there's beauty in that because I'm yeah. sharing in that moment with them yeah. that like, we don't always know the answers. Here's where we can find some of the answers. Here's, you know, yeah. we talk yeah. about scripture and we talk about different ways that we can research things or lean on things. But I think it's important that they also know that we're not going to always have the answers yeah. to everything. And I feel like, you know, our trust in the Lord carries us in a lot of ways. And I feel like, um, I th- I don't, go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of what we do too is we try to be intentional with our f- with our faith and family. You know, using the tagline, I think we try to be intentional to let our kids know that it's messy, mm-hmm. that it's not always easy, that yeah. it's not this clean cookie cutter thing. You know, we have discussions like Amber and I will get mad at each other and we'll yell or we'll whatever. You know, like wait, it, you guys yell at each other? Like today? Oh my gosh! Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> like right, always. Let's, uh, yeah. let's close the podcast. Yeah, yeah right. No, we'll do not Shut it down. talk about that. Shut it down. No, but like, you know, yeah. we'll get we'll get in a fight or whatever, like because we are human and we are normal. Mm-hmm. And uh the kids will you know, you, you you say it best when you talk to like Monroe or something when she's struggling with us arguing, you just say, Hey, you know, mommy and daddy are humans too and we mm-hmm. have feelings and we have emotions and we get tired and we get overwhelmed and we get frustrated. And I think sharing the reality that not everything in following Jesus is cookie cutter, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Not everything in following Jesus has a nice answer that you can put a bow on it. And yeah. I think being honest with them from a young age, I think is going to save them from a lot of hurt and distress later in life when they can begin to reason and logic for themselves and think, well, wait a second, my dad said this, that, and the other, you know, and, and now I'm finding that that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. yeah. And so we try to be open and honest with them, but also keep, sort of the grit that it's not all perfect. It's not all pretty. It's not all, you know, cookie cutter, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think growing up in a Christian household, one of the most important things for me, I was a pastor's kid myself, and it's difficult to kind of navigate through finding your way um, with your walk with God for yourself when you're being raised in a Christian household. And it's really important for me that the kids are able to forge their path and their relationship with the Lord. And it's not something that I'm like, yeah, like spoon feeding. Spoon feeding to yeah. them or just like cultivating for them and kind yeah. of like picture perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. So when some of the difficult questions come in and stuff, it, sometimes it's a messy conversation. Sometimes it's, bud, I don't know. Do you, I really do you, don't. Do you have an example of something? Like maybe like, like just to kind of help. Like I know like obviously kids always ask different questions, but maybe what's something that you've like had a conversation about faith with uh, with your kids who you're maybe you're like, hey, I didn't know I was going to have this conversation today. Well, uh, and... <laughs> a huge, a huge one. This is crazy. Um, so, and I don't, man, yeah, didn't plan to go here, I guess. But our son Jude goes to a youth group at uh, at a different church, and they decided to go to a Pistons game. They took their whole whole youth group to the Pistons game. And that night just happened to be, like, pride night at the Pistons. And they had no idea. So they brought their, and it's a pretty conservative, you know, youth group. And so they brought their whole youth group there, Pride Night. And so Jude comes home with a bunch of questions because mm-hmm. not, not not well not because it was Pride Night because my sister is gay and so you know they've grown up with that sort of being the norm. They've mm-hmm. grown up with knowing that Aunt Jax has girlfriends and that she brings them over and whatever. And we just we show the love of Jesus, right? We're we're this is what we do. And so when he went to the Pistons game with the youth group. This was the first time in his life, and he's 13 years old. This is the first time in his life that he realized that Christians typically, potentially, have feel some sort of way about gay people, right? And it was the first time he had that experience, which is crazy 
that that he had never picked that up growing mm-hmm. up in church and doing the whole deal. And so when he came home and we had that conversation, it was interesting for us because we, we had to take this approach of like, okay, well, here's the deal. Some people who follow Jesus feel this way. Other people who follow Jesus feel this way. And it's all throughout the spectrum. Again, mm-hmm. it's messy. Yeah. Following Jesus is messy. And so we didn't have necessarily anything to spoon feed him or say, here's what you should think. Here's what you should believe, blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, you know. It is what it is. It's messy. It's weird. Yeah, it's awkward, you have it's a starting point to engage in a spiritual conversation with exactly. your kids at an appropriate level. Like, exactly at appropriate levels. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I think and that's you know, that's easy and it's hard to like. It's easy to like have those conversations, but it's also like you almost like in those moments you're like, how do I have like how do I? I was right. not prepared. No, when I woke homeboy up this went to the Pistons games <laughs> with his friends. Like, yeah, you're like how didn't many points did have... Cade Cunningham drop tonight? Ex- exactly. And next thing you know, you're getting real deep. You're getting real some, deep, real fast yeah. on some really cultural hot topics, and it's like okay. How do we navigate this with our 13 year old who's trying to for like Amber said, forge his own path with Jesus, mm-hmm. forge his own path in culture and in the world around him? How do we set him up for success as best as possible and, and, and all the while pointing to Jesus? Yeah. And are these conversations like you guys have had? Because I think that's like the other part is like you even said earlier, like we're all humans. We all have different upbringings, beliefs, backstories, things yeah. that have shaped our you know belief systems. Absolutely. Like how do you get on the same page with like, you know, having those conversations you know not just that specific conversation yeah. but any conversation so you're like hey this is what i talked about with my kid like are you cool with that yeah. like yeah or we, not. Well, we I, do think that. I think it's interesting because sam and i don't always have the same opinion on things but i think that it reinforces but then this usually idea. you come over to my side no, my no. Opinion that is right. just not true <laughs> no? okay. um but i think it reinforces this idea that Um, which is what we want them to think is that not everyone thinks the same and Mm -hmm. not everyone has the same opinion and not everyone has the same starting point, ending point, et cetera. And so I think having the conversations with them, obviously we always kind of come to an agreeing point when we're having conversations with the kids. But I also think that our kids know when we disagree on things and I think that that might be uh, a good thing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You're modeling healthy conflict. Yeah. Yeah, because and then it kind of empowers them to like be able to think critically and on their own yeah. as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we just we don't want them to stand on issues. We want them to walk with people. That's exactly and, right. And I think exactly you guys right. have, like the way that you've modeled that with foster care. Like we're yeah. just we're gonna walk with people. We're gonna our doors open and we are gonna yeah. walk with them. And it might get messy and we might say the right thing. We might say the we might wrong. Say the thing. wrong thing. Yeah. 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 More often than not, the wrong. Well, and thing. foster care was such a beautiful example of my kids have said things to me like, "Why are we doing this if it's so hard? Like, why are we mm. doing this if it costs?" money like why are we doing this and such it's just such a good conversation that you can have with kids about kids had to start sharing rooms that didn't have to share rooms we had yeah. to alter the vehicles we drove we had to alter just all the oh, things yeah. had Sarah, to what are you guys what are you guys driving yeah, how do you this? transport like, you well i drive a 12 passenger and sam still drives whatever he wants to <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, we have a 12-passenger So how did you decide that? Why don't you get to drive whatever you want? I know. (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. I drive a Jeep Wrangler. It's like a 2010. It's old, but it's awesome. It comes down to the fact that Sam still isn't like quite sure that he believes that child car seat laws apply and so all i'm saying is i grew up without a car seat and i'm fine okay (laughs) that's all i'm saying you know what i think i'm okay with amber driving (laughs) i have memories of a childhood you know the back window area 
yeah. behind the seats. I would like lay up there and sleep on road trips. Oh yeah, yeah, same. You know, we're but like that's not where we're at in life. We're like the so, Crown Vicks put the hats. I think I trust Amber driving the twelve passenger. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry that you got stuck with it, but I'm glad that you're the one. Thank you. Um, it does help. We do have that third car that seats all of our kids. That yeah. is a clunker that Sam has a, to drive. We have when a busted his time. What, 2003 Yukon XL with like yeah. almost 300,000 miles on it. Just, that's awesome. I was driving it to work like a drive month ago, it and the the muffler literally fell off and was dragging behind me and I had to pull so over and pull it off like the car a, and put like it in the back. It's like a win-lose because he gets to drive the car he wants but then he has to drive anytime like, I gotta the do junkiest pickups. car ever yeah, when I'm, he You can hear it coming kids. from like three blocks yeah. away. That's, That's pretty amazing. awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I love that. Well, thanks for sharing like kind of how you kind of integrate faith and um, Let's move on to another thing. Because like you said, you guys both are working. Like you mm. do this thing. This is, we need help. But, yes, so this, just, we're actually, we're looking to you, the experts who have done it. Uh, oh no. You guys have a few years ahead. Like you guys have a little bit more under your belt. And That's a nice way of saying you guys are older than us. <laughs> just by a little bit. Yeah. Sam uh, is older than all of us. That's good, that's true. The, okay, yeah. Sam is the oldest person Throw here. Throw it out there, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, and so I know there are going to be people listening who maybe both parents are working full-time jobs, maybe not, but regardless, there are other things outside of our kids that we are yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, and so how do you guys balance that? Like how, how, do, how is it fair and equal and what is that? Or is it fair? Or is equal? it fair and equal? Maybe it's not. That's like, a good question. Like, did you guys set these expectations before you had kids? Did it change? Like, did you yes. change your mind yes. about things? It has yeah, changed we, and we evolved. Set, I feel like... It's totally equal now. 100% 50-50. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to turn Sam's it mic off. It is pretty... Okay, I will say it is pretty equal <laughs> as far as, like, duties and responsibilities and things go. I think yeah. that there's this world that sometimes women live in, which... I feel like it's harder for us because we have the mental like share of the load. Like, what did we talk about this morning? We were making a decision about football. Like, we're trying to figure out if we're going to register our kids for football. And I keep asking him these questions like, because apparently you can buy insurance to cover your football registration in case you decide to pull out. Like, sports has gotten It's ridiculous. Wild. But basically, I had to make... I can't even get, like, good health insurance (laughs) right now. So So I was trying to decide I had to make, like, three decisions total. And I was like, Three decisions in a row. Come on. Like, I'm, I'm experiencing decision fatigue. <laughs> She's like, and I'm then gonna I quickly cut you. reminded him that that is my State whole of life. Yeah. day is decision <laughs> fatigue, and it's real because I think, you know, as women, we do tend to take on a like a mental load that might be larger, even if our significant other is helping fifty percent. I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I do struggle with the most is that I'm still having to think through all the things that maybe Sam doesn't think through and it, maybe it's his personality he is a very yeah. carefree person i'm a very worrisome person ring person let's um, say that <laughs> but as far as like how we do it i i think that it was set up for us very early on we both knew that we were not going to have the type of marriage that was no. um no. we had seen marriages before us that were not give and take that they were kind of very one-sided and yes. we knew from day one that that's not what we wanted and i kind of I feel like I didn't give much of an option. No, there was with that really one. no option. <laughs> you hear about guys that like, oh, I never changed a diaper. It's yeah. like I, I wish. Well, yeah. like, even, that was never an option. There were for even me. older women in my life. For Joey, yeah, yeah, there were older women in my life that would question me and make me feel really guilty that I would ask him to like change a diaper because I will say for the first seven, six years of our marriage, yeah. I was a stay at home mom. I didn't work until 
our fourth was yeah. born. Yeah. And so um, there were a lot of times that I felt shamed about making you help or not making you, but asking you to help. And yeah, but so, even still, you you know, you were a stay-at-home mom, but then when I got home from work, you yeah. were like, all right, you're on, <laughs> you know? Peace. Well, yeah, which is which is fine, you know? And I like, I like being a dad. It's like mm. probably my favorite thing that mm. I get to do, you know? And so um, is it hard? Yeah. Does it suck a lot of the times? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is it frustrating? Totally. But- um, we, we've, I think we've come to a pretty cool, pretty cool spot where we help each other a lot. Um, but to her point, you know, I, I'm super carefree. And so I think that does Amber a disservice sometimes because she cares so much mm-hmm. that she feels the weight and the burden of having to care her amount, but then also care my <laughs> amount as well. Okay, but okay. You know? So you recognize that. Oh, for like, sure. Re- so how do you help her then? So like, how yeah. do you, like, how do you guys meet in the middle? If you are aware that, that like, is like, do you remember when we said yeah. we argued earlier? <laughs> um, that's part of it. <laughs> no, I, I think communication. I am, yeah. I am consistently dumbfounded by the amount of friends that I have that refuse to communicate their cares, concerns, worries, frustration to their spouse. Like I am, I am like, what? Just tell them that you feel that way. Or And so I think, and I know it's easier said than done. And I know not everyone has a marriage set up like that, but what I encourage or what I think that we do really well is just communicate. Like if I'm feeling like I've got too much going on that day or I've been burdened, like there is zero chance that I'm not going to communicate that to Sam because um, that's just how we've kind of set that up. Which is great. And it helps us to to work together and to know exactly where each other's at and how we feel about things and all that. It does. But then with that does come, you know, we are pretty impassioned people. And so Mm -hmm. we do argue and we do get at each other sometimes because when you're constantly and consistently sharing how you're feeling, when you have six kids, you're feeling pretty stressed a lot (laughs) of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's I think communication, I think, is the biggest the biggest way that we kind of keep a balance in all of it. Like yeah. at the house, the house responsibilities, whatever. We split those, um, you know, Amber does- I haven't even been to our laundry room in our new house because Sam That's does it. all so the I do- laundry. So does the laundry at our house <laughs> yeah. too. We're going to have a lot of people yeah. hating us after <laughs> yeah. this podcast. But I have friends whose husband cooks. Yeah, and every I, night, and I, I, I literally cannot. dream of that. I Joe dream cooks. of that. <laughs> yeah, well, see, Joe cooks, cleans, and Joe is so domesticated. I love <laughs> I'm it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but we I should. couldn't tell you what, what their insurance provider's name yeah. is. Like, that's, that's it. All. I deal Same. with all the doctor's appointments, yeah. and yeah. The, so I'm yeah. like, I got to do laundry, all that cool cooking, stuff. But I think that's yeah. a beautiful, like, it's a beautiful. Um, but as far as work life balance, so our life balance together is that Amber's job um, is super flexible, which is really, really great. It's been such a blessing to us all Mm -hmm. these years that you've had the job. My job has also been super flexible. So I was a lead pastor at a different church uh, for, you know, almost 11 years or 12 years or whatever. And it was, there was a lot of flux there. So me moving into this new season of not living so close to our church and being kind of further away and traveling to the different locations and things, it has been a little more challenging. I've been gone more, in the last two years than I have been probably our entire marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, and with that though comes, it, it's, it's a struggle. It is. Yeah. With that comes some tension and some stress yeah. and um, all of that. And so we try to be intentional when we can, like yeah. if I can bring a kid with me, I do. If we, mm-hmm. if we can, 
Whatever. Why do you make that face? I just, <laughs> I'm trying to think of when you did that. <laughs> it was like, was the last time you brought a kid yeah. to work? Come on. So I take him with me to basketball practice. Like, yeah. say, you're the coach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, that is totally something he would pull. Yeah. Absolutely. I did take him to his own practice where I am the coach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying stuff and Amber's over there making faces. I'm like, uh, what about, um, I know everybody's different and your way necessarily might not necessarily be the right way, but what is, like, what is the time look like we're like how much time are you spending together without all of your kids and how often do you guys let the other person just go hang out with their friends because that's for joe and i that's something that we have tried really hard to keep like note of i guess like oh, yeah. make sure that we're still hanging out with friends and each other i feel but I, we, we want to hang out with our friends more than each other yeah, sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No, i get it i, I feel like of all the things that we don't do very awesome, I feel like we do a pretty good job at this. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we haven't mastered, but spending time with each other is not one yeah. of them. We spend we, we do a really good job with this. A ton of time just alone together. And there's a lot of factors to that. One of them being our oldest is not old enough to stay home. Stay home. Oh, kids. it's glorious. Yeah. But when oh. he wasn't, I mean, we've struggled financially in the past just being like pastors of a small church, etc. Yeah. Yeah. And there has never Did been you say a, in the past or just in general. Well, we we're, we're constantly struggling. <laughs> but I was trying not to we put struggled us on in blast. The, like, we struggled like, in the past. Um, like like yesterday. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like before we started recording uh, yeah, yeah. in the in the 100%. recent past. <laughs> but we've we have legitimately always pri- prioritized babysitters and mm, the money yeah. that it took to pay babysitters. It's so important. We don't have a ton of family here in Michigan. Like my parents are in Tennessee. Um, Sam's, you know, mom passed away. He has a brother that we live by now and it's been great. But in the past, we haven't had a ton of to pull from. And so we have just always made that a priority. Um, we love spending time with each other. And we do we do a lot of day dates. Yeah. So we don't do a lot of night dates. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of day dates again because of the flexibility of her job and my job. Like we would take Friday afternoons and like go to lunch together. So cool. we're like doing a date, but it's in the day where we have free childcare while all the kids are. And I think sometimes yeah. that means you have to say no to things. Like yeah. I, we are totally okay, and it's something that I would tell new moms and new families. Like you have got to learn to be okay with saying no to things. If the house is a disaster and our dishes are piled, but we have an hour to go have lunch together. We're going to go have lunch together. Yeah. We are not doing the dishes because yeah. dishes will not keep, but your marriage yeah. does. Yeah. And yeah. what I am also hearing you say is once we get to the elementary age and it we're in everything. school all day. It changes everything. Joe, there is <laughs> light at really the end does. of the tunnel here for us. <laughs> it really does. So we, I mean, we prioritize that and we prioritize, you know, having friends and having a social life. Like, totally. Like if I want to go, you know, hang out with the homies, she's totally supportive of that. Uh, mainly, I think, because she gets to watch whatever shows she wants yeah. to watch when I'm yeah. out there. Will you guys call each other out, though? Like, if you like, if the past couple times it's been, like, you getting to see your friends and she has, like, maybe it's been, like, a couple months. Do you and- keep track? Is there, like, a tally yeah. board? Yeah. Or is there, so, like, yeah. Keeping track and tallying has been a huge issue in our marriage, but yeah. not about that. Not about it. <laughs> mostly about diapers. More, and- yeah, mostly sure, who's sure. doing the next diaper. Yeah. 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 Um, no. We would do that. We would trade off and on. Like, you're getting up this yeah. night. I'm getting up that oh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like... You know, we're gonna. I'm going to save this because in just a minute we're going to get to our confession. But I just remembered something that we did that we will get with our confessional about diaper changes, and I can't okay. wait to share. Oh, Perfect. Um, but yeah, let's wrap up. We got okay. one more question. We want to just make sure, um, you know, as we're kind of winding down this conversation, um, 
you talked a little bit about how you balance not only the work life, but your priorities with each other. Um, real quick, like, how do you also keep yourself, like, connected to Jesus in these moments of, like, I'm raising kids, I'm getting to these places or that? Like, how do you guys prioritize um, your own, like, personal spiritual health as a couple and as in- individuals? And I would say in the se- like, don't reflect on the past, like, yeah. currently, because for yeah. us, I know we were so good at, like, praying with each other before bed and like yeah. like it looks so sweet and cute like five years ago yeah. but now it looks really different and yeah. it feels harder yeah. no totally honestly I feel like the seasons are everything for us in that yeah. because to be honest when you're in a season of struggle you're for me specifically I'm the closest that I ever am to the Lord when I'm in a season of struggle it's like um you know in the seasons that things are going right for us and uh, we're busy and life is well we're not struggling I kind of you know tend to um you know you stray away and you kind of get going in your groove and everything's fine but for us right now we're just in a uh, we're in a new house we're you know, about to be in a new school district. Our kids have got a lot going on. And so yeah. it's a little bit of a, of a season for us that we're um, in. And I feel like being close to the Lord is easy when you're, you know, constantly praying about money. Yeah. You're constantly yeah. praying about your kids and something they've got going on. You're like, you know. So Amber's, Amber's way, your way of connecting with God is, is, is prayer mostly. Yeah, it's very, um, yeah. Mostly prayer. Mine's, mine's more like reading. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to read a lot of books. I like to um, listen to worship music. Mine's more that sort of connection than sure. prayer, which I've shared with the staff at yeah. Kennington and stuff. Prayer is more of a struggle for me, but I, I think we're just intentional about it. You know what I mean? Intentional to take time, the t- like the the waiting hours in the day, right? Like when I'm in the car, mm-hmm. I do a lot of driving now. So when I'm in the car, I use that as intentional time to connect with God because. Yeah. When I'm with the kids and I'm with the wife and I'm at the church and doing all the stuff, it's it's, it's too hard. hectic. It's too crazy. It's it's really, really difficult. Yeah. And sitting down, like, I see all these videos, these reels, right, on Instagram or whatever about the moms that get up before their kids and do the devotional. <laughs> yeah, and, no way. And sometimes I let it get to me and I think, man, I should be more like that. But it's just, it's not going to be me. It's never going to be me. I can't spend my life wishing that that was me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so sitting down and doing a devotional is way less practical for me than just spending my day, like, in a constant kind of conversation conversation with the yeah. Lord just mm-hmm. about everything that's going on yeah. what I'm in the car and I'm doing dishes whatever the case is I just feel that closeness to him through my day and not necessarily sitting down to like yeah. pen and paper devotion yeah yeah I would say just like on the conversation of lessons and advice if there let's let's say that there is somebody listening today that um they would call themselves like a new believer. They just yeah. started following Jesus. Maybe they are really new to the church world, but they like it. They're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say, like, what would be a really easy action step to help them or encourage them um, when it comes to parenting with faith in mind? Yeah. For me, my suggestion would just be to find someone else like I think a lot of times people are looking for groups like a mom group or a small group and whatever and that's fine and you can do that but find someone in your church community that kind of has the same I don't know thing that you've got going on maybe young kids elementary kids whatever and um and just do life with them and um, walk with them, have conversations with them and see yeah. where that goes. I think that relationships will carry you through, you know. Some of the darkest times, yeah. for sure. For me, I would, I would just encourage them to, as you're trying to integrate your faith into your family and raising your kids, um, bring them along for the journey. 
Like whatever journey you're on, whatever you're questioning, whatever you're thinking through, whatever you're wrestling with, like let the kids know about it. Like mm-hmm. talk with them about it. Share that with them. Whatever they're wrestling with, let them know that's normal. Because, yeah. you know, I, I would just say it's it doesn't have to be like like Amber said, you can get caught in the Instagram real life where you're like, oh my gosh, to be a Christian mom, it means this. Or yeah. to be a Christian dad, it means that. Or yeah. And that's just not it, man. It's messy. It's a journey. It's a process. Some days you do a great job. Some days... You do a really terrible job. Mm-hmm. And that's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. And so give yourself some grace. Give yourself some empathy in the journey because it's a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Good. Well, hey, that was awesome. I'm so glad that you guys um, kind of shared just your journey on that. And um, as we kind of wrap up, I, th- I always think it's fun. And Taylor said, you know, kind of at the beginning of this podcast, we are not perfect people. Like no. we are, no. we are all on this. And so, um, we're going to have a moment of confession right now. Okay. I wish we could. Am I allowed to say this in No, because we're okay. going to get sued. We're going to get sued if you try to sing the song that talks <laughs> these are about. My com- these yeah. are your confessions. Yeah. These are your confessions. Part yes. two. Yes. Love that. Love that. Uh, and at church, you know the people who collect the money? The ushers. Yeah. Yeah. So The ushers. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think I've heard them singing this. So if, if you guys <laughs> if you guys have a story that will... Um, you're okay uh, sharing. If you like, I can share one with me and Taylor. That yeah. I, we talk, You guys are talking about the diapers thing. Yeah, you go first, and then I'll share. Okay, so we were... This is our confessional of what type of I parents. have no idea what he's going to say. No, this was great. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. So uh, our five-year-old Jackson uh, goes to kindergarten, and um, earlier he had one of those, like, fun run things yeah. outside. Yeah. And he had a complete... They were running laps on, like, the bus loop. And so me and Taylor were sitting there watching our kids, you know, run laps. And we're like, what do we do? We just sit here and watch kids run laps. <laughs> and then I said, let's uh, let's have a little fun with this. And so we made, we put a nice wager uh, on the over-under of how many laps our kid would get done. <laughs> okay, nice. And so I think we set it at five. And... Uh, we said if he goes, I do you want the over or the under? She goes, I'll take the under. And I was like, all right, I got over. Like, come on, Jackson, we need to get six yeah. laps. Let's go. We start juicing them <laughs> We up. start going. Uh, but the wager was whoever <laughs> whoever lost that, they were on diaper duty for both kids the next day. Like oh, the full nice. 24 hours. Nice. And so it was, uh, that made the fun run a lot more fun for yeah, us. That's perfect. Um, and Taylor, tell them not what it was like to change diapers by yourself ah. for a day. <laughs> I feel like I didn't follow through. I can't recall. I feel like that was a weak confession. Okay. All right. I got, I got a confession. It was more along the lines of the two parents are betting on their kids at a fun run to That's change perfect. diapers. That's perfect. Okay, fair. So I have a confession. This actually happened yesterday. Okay? Oh, perfect. The fresh. Yesterday. This is fresh, and you'll get what I mean. <laughs> um, we're on the way to school. I have the four bigs with me because the two littles had a doctor's appointment. I don't even think I told you this. We oh refer God. to them as the bigs and littles. The bigs and the littles. Right. She had the two like littles it. at the doctor. I had the four bigs. We're driving, and um, context, the day before, tell them about Jude. What did Jude do in the back of the Jeep? No, we're not telling about I that. Wasn't this say is confession. Yes, I wasn't going to say his name, though. Oh, because someone oh. may listen to this. Well, well, one of our kids, unnamed, unnamed. one of our unnamed children, not, not, when we got yes. home from school, goes, Hey, Mom, just so you know, uh, when you open my lunchbox tomorrow, there might be some dirty underwear in there. And we're like, we're like, what? He's consistently <laughs> under... Under-preparing the amount of time it takes to get to the bathroom. So mm. that happens the day before, okay? Sweet so now boy. I'm in the Jeep driving to school yesterday. And my unnamed daughter was with us, and she goes, ooh, dad. And I go, yeah, babe. And I'm driving. She's in the backseat. I go, yeah, babe. She goes, um, okay. So I thought that was a fart, and now and now I, I don't think it was. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like uh... Okay, and so they wear uniforms to How school. How you respond is going to be right. the confession. This is the confession. <laughs> okay, okay. So 
she, they wear uniforms to school, so she wears wearing a skirt with some tights and some underwear. And so I'm like, okay, um, so here's what you're gonna do. <laughs> I go into planning mode. I'm like, you're gonna go inside and you're gonna go straight to the bathroom. You're gonna figure it out. If there's a situation, just put your tights back on and call mom. <laughs> That was my advice. I sent a daughter in that probably... Why didn't you just take her to Walmart? No. And I was like, go figure it out. And so then I just forgot about it. And so at the end of the day... I'm not shaming you. At the end of the day, she comes out and I'm like, hey, babe, like, how was your situation this morning? She's like, oh, it was fine. It was nothing. It really was just a fart. And I was like, what? (laughs) But the confession is that I potentially sent my kid... You were going to put it on Amber. I was going to send my my fourth grade child into school with dirty underwear. And said, call your mom in a few minutes after I'm gone. That's oh a my great God. Okay, I have a real confession. That's, that's a real confession. I thought that was not going to make us fine. look terrible. No, it's going to make us look terrible. Perfect. Even better. Our Even kids better. Um, in the past have been attending a Christian school. And so they do these things every week that are called their prayer journals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is perfect for what we've talked about today. <laughs> the teacher is so sweet. He has, she, when our son, it was second, first grade. First grade. And their teacher was like a little angel. I mean, she talked like She this. talked like an angel. She, she, yeah. She was sweet. literally perfect. And so she sent home and it had a post-it note on it. And she was like, I thought you might want to see this. And it was his prayer journal. So I'm flipping through it and I'm seeing he's praying for his friends. He's praying for the neighbor's dog. Like whatever it is. It feels so good. And then yeah. I just flipped to this one page and it's two adults with like mean faces. And it just said, dear God, please, um, what did it say? Please let my parents stop screaming at it. Please let my parents stop screaming in the mornings is what yeah. it said. And it was just two angry morning. people, stick figures, like yeah, screaming with, like, their at their eyebrows each other. wenched down. And it's like, and oh. I was like, wow. Wow. That is That's a moment it. of shame and humbling you as yeah. a parent because the sweet angelic teacher sees that yeah. and sends and it And she's home. not married, has no kids, has no frame of reference. It's yeah. just, it is oh. what it is. But it was very And you guys didn't get a phone call though? No. no. <laughs> just a po- just a passive just a passive aggressive post you, you might want to see this. I think the key was that it was it said in the morning. So yeah. it really saved us some of our shame. Yes. And so sure. for the next couple weeks we were like angels in the morning. We were like, oh, okay hey, guys. Wake Here's up. your pop tart. That didn't last very long. <laughs> oh man! That's so those funny. are our confessions, guys. Right, well, those we are our confessions. It. Hey, thank you guys for coming on and just sharing like your life and yeah. opening up. It's it's a gift. Yeah, it was fun to be here. It was fun. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Faith and Family Podcast. We are so happy you spent the last few minutes with us, and we hope that you took something positive away from it. Yeah, and we're so thankful for Sam and Amber joining us. I loved hearing their journey as a family and hearing how they handle those moments with their kids. But also me, I just felt personally challenged to incorporate more prayer in my life. Just hearing how Amber just did that throughout her day and just made me realize that that's something I need to work on and incorporate more in my family. And what stood out to me was the idea of being open-handed. It was so neat to see how they are modeling this idea to their kids and everything that they do. Yeah, it was really, really good. And we're going to have more episodes coming up where we invite experts and parents in to have more discussions about faith and the family. We're going to hit topics like co-parenting, parenting and technology, parenting kids with differing abilities, and talking about mental health with our kids. We have a ton of stuff planned, and we hope you are along for the ride. 